Hey there, I'm Matt Tommy, and over the last 10 years, I've helped thousands of Christian artists all over the world start thriving spiritually, artistically, and in the marketplace, while at the same time building my own super successful art business. If you're ready to bust through the roadblocks that have held you back for years, create the work you love, and really live the life you know God created you to live in His kingdom, then you're in the right place, my friend. Now with over a million downloads, you're listening to the Thriving Christian Artist Podcast. Well, hey, my friends, I'm so glad that you are with me on another podcast here on the Thriving Christian Artist. I have a special friend here with me today, all the way from down under, uh, all the way down in Australia, Wendy Manzo. And Wendy, I'm so excited for you to be here. It's been too long in coming. So welcome. Yeah. Glad you're here. Thanks, Matt. Thanks. I'm glad we finally got to hook up again. It's been ages since I saw you in Sydney. Well, I know. And I was just thinking, I said, I got to tell this story. So guys, years ago, I don't know how many years, maybe what, five, six years ago? At least. Yeah. yeah. I was over in Australia. I had gotten invited to teach baskets over there and at several conferences and things. And while I was there, I was like, well, Jesus, I know you want to do some other things and connect me with some other things. And so I ended up speaking at some churches and doing a couple of conferences and that sort of thing. But I had one night this is like a book, One Night in Sydney. You know, <laughs> one Night in Sydney. <laughs> I had one night in Sydney, and you guys were so gracious to come and pick me up and take me to dinner and to the Sydney Harbor and all of that. And I tell that story now. They're like, how did you know all those people in Australia? I said, these are the best people in the whole world. <laughs> they just... <laughs> They take you to dinner. They pick you up. I mean, it was, wasn't that the most fun night though? That was good. Yeah. I still remember that photo of the two of us with the lights of Sydney Harbour behind us and the bridge behind us. It was just like so iconically Sydney. Absolutely. Absolutely. So it was, it was so good, but you know, it's just, I think it, you know, even now that I've, you know, COVID and all this kind of stuff, it really is amazing that through technology, we can all still be connected and see what God's doing in each other's lives and, and that sort of thing. So, yeah, it's yeah. true. And the thing is, we could have always done this. We could have always got together yeah. on Zoom and connected online yeah. with people that are living in countries all over the world. And we didn't. Yeah. No, did it really have to take a virus to make us connect internationally? You know, we talk about being um, global citizens and digital citizens, but we weren't until the last two years. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, hey, listen, for those folks who are are just maybe getting to know you on our side of the world, um, maybe let everybody know what you're doing creatively and and all this sort of thing, and then we'll kind of jump into your, your backstory a little bit. Ah, okay. Well, starting from now, I have a um, small gallery up here in the Gold Coast. So I escaped Sydney. It's not that, that cold in Sydney, but I did escape. <laughs> and now we live by the beach and uh, the gallery is in a major shopping centre up here. And it's a covert Christian gallery. All the mm-hmm. artists are prophetic Christian artists. And uh, we're in the marketplace where I believe we should be. Yeah. Uh, Just love that. Uh, and you've also got a big passion for for teaching as well. So you're are you yeah. uh, equally making and teaching and gallery? I mean, what's your time schedule look like now? Yes, we do run workshops. We run workshops in the gallery. So yeah. it's, you know, our, um, the whole COVID thing put a stop to traveling the country and doing yeah. workshops with other churches. But you know that will co- I'm sure that will come back. Yeah. Although yeah. I've kind of got used to. Uh, 
staying home. I know, right? <laughs> and being, you know, oh, I don't have to do that. You know, I can just relax now, you know. Bye. It really is amazing. I mean, you know, we've done these things over, over COVID the last couple of years, and we did a, a Facebook challenge, uh, I'm thinking back in September, we had 10,000 people in a Facebook group. That, and, whoa, and I'm like, whoa. I'm right here in my little office and in my art studio talking to them. And then I just shut it off and go home. I'm like, this is great. We're touching the nations and we go home. You know? Yeah. Yeah. We're seeing a huge shift in how we think about ourselves, aren't we? I know it. I know it. So. Yeah. Now, did I you do. grow up in a creative home or did you always been a, a painter? I mean, um, how did that come into your life? Uh, well, mm, uh, a creative home. No, I'd have to say no, except then again, I have to say yes, because my father was a jeweler. So I started in jewellery design. Oh, wow. So for 30 years I had Wendy Manzo diamonds at the Hilton and did, you know, my sold my own work and sold my own designs. And and at church they said, um, would you like to paint in a women's conference? And I was like, hang on a second. What do you mean paint in a women's conference? Yeah, yeah. You want me to do what I do in my garage and my spare time and my hobby? Somewhere in the church. Well, that was a long time ago now. Yeah, yeah. Many, many years ago now. And um, she said, yeah, it's fine. I said, I don't know if I can do that. She said, yeah, you'll be facing the other way. You'll be fine. <laughs> anyway, so that's how it started. Wow. And we just, I had pastors that had art on their heart mm. and knew God was on it. Yeah. So we were... Uh, pushing the boundaries, experimenting, how do we do this? How does art come in? You know, we were way past um, uh, pretty pictures for Easter and Christmas. Yeah, that was sure, sure. happening in the worship service. Wow. And bit by bit we went from the front of the church to up on the stage. Wow. And then we're like, you know what? We're actually part of the worship band. Yeah. So we need to consider. So I started to form a team around me and I was like, we need to consider we are the conduit just as much as the musicians and the singers. Yeah. And, and so we were just experimenting on how, how it was all done. And so when we kind of went that, I went, okay, you know, the Holy Spirit is um, a spirit of order and a yeah. God of order. Yeah. So I was like, okay, girls, boys. You turn up when the band turns up. You come to pre-service prayer. You you know you now have the hat of worship artist. And yeah. when you are on stage, you are the yeah worship team. Now, how long? I'm I'm just so interested. Was this happening late nineties, early two thousands? I mean, what time? Early two thousands. Yeah, yeah. Early two thousands. So we were do, we're doing it for a while, and then um, God laid on my heart. Uh, raise up an army of artists. Come on. And I know that's, you know, it was 2005. Raise wow. up an army of artists. And I was like, uh, okay. And so straight away, like, yeah, okay, I'm going to do that. And I, how? <laughs> so what I've found interesting over the years is the how has changed. Yes. So from how, here I am with the team, we had, you know, and, and then, you know, a couple of years into it, it started to be labelled prophetic art, like we were doing it without a label. Yeah, there was no label back then. Right? Yeah, there was no label back then, yeah. you know. And even now I think prophetic art confuses a lot of people Yeah, because it could encompass so many things. Yeah. Um, but then I was like, oh, raise up the team in front of you. Okay, yeah. I've done that. Okay, go to other churches and raise up their teams. Oh, okay, done that, you know. 
And then it was like, yes, run workshops, yes, write a few books. So at the moment it's sitting in a place of um, online and I don't like it, but it's like, <laughs> oh, yes, I need to go and reach more people because they've said, can you do something virtual? Can you yeah. do something online so that you can connect? I was like, yeah. okay, Lord, is this the next step? I'm interested, Wendy, you know, for for me, I think I first saw, I don't know if you know the name Janice Van Cronkite. Um, oh, of course, yes. Yeah, yeah, so Janice is a dear friend for a lot of years. I saw her painting what I would say painting prophetically now at a Bobby Connor conference like I think it was 2000 2001 maybe in Atlanta and was just like whoa like you know incredible those are and I was just getting into I met Ray or heard about Ray Hughes around that time and I was into Morningstar I mean worship me so all that was kind of you know, the flow of that IHOP had just started in Kansas City and, you know, all of that flow. And so I have to admit, as a, like somebody was doing craft, like I was making my baskets at that time still, but I was primarily a musician. And so I didn't see my my basketry or that kind of work at all relating to what people called, you know, prophetic. And then it's been interesting when the Lord, you know, same thing, raised up an army of artists in 2009 and all that. And he said, you know, I'm going to use your baskets as the vehicle for this. Um, I think it, it took me by surprise as much as anybody, because I think for, for most people, they equated the quote unquote prophetic art with a painting style, spontaneous painting painting. and worship, or, I mean, you, you agree with that. Yes. Yes, yes, that's what they did because it was worship art for yes. a long time before it was yeah. prophetic art. And then we started to understand what we're trying to do here is transform culture. Yeah. You know, we're looking for bringing kingdom purposes. Yeah. And you do that through every part of your life. Yeah. And we're all created to be creative. Yeah. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean the musician, the dancer, the, the artist, the writer, the craft maker. It's actually, if you're created to be creative, and we all are, if you're a cook or a construction worker or, you know, a lawyer, it's like you need creative solutions for everything. Yeah, come on. So you are creative. And to have people understand that the creative prophetic life is in washing the dishes. That's right. It's in talking to your kids. (laughs) It's in sitting here doing a Zoom, you know. It's that... So of course it's in weaving baskets, yeah, and yeah. dancing and making pottery, yeah. You know, and I, I can remember a friend. Uh, there was a particular time. There was a particular time in my life where things weren't going too well, and a friend came over with her violin case. She said, "Could I just pray and play over you prophetically?" Mm. Like, huh? Head tilt, but. The atmosphere she created with just that little bit of violin playing, I felt a shift. Yeah. Right? So someone can come and look at the basket work that you do and connect with nature and they'll feel a shift. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So good. You know, when, when did you start to feel a shift (laughs) from, from ministry centric only expression through your prophetic art and that sort of thing. And this turn toward the marketplace. I, for me, it was kind of like this, 
it was like two worlds were going on. I had my ministry world over here, and then I was growing my basket sculpture business, doing luxury home work, you know, commissioned work here in Asheville and all of that. And I'm over here teaching unlocking the heart of the artist and Jesus wants to use you and take the nations and all, all this. And at the same time, I started having real success. And you took that head off yeah, exactly. and you went into and you put another head on. Like, exactly. And, but I started finding out, it was funny for me because I started seeing when I would teach about marketing and that sort of thing, I was seeing the Holy Spirit show up just as much as I was with what I was teaching about, you know, just connecting with the Holy Spirit, prophetic art, all this sort of thing. And I think that it, I was late to the party, if you will. You know, it was like the Lord was creating this, this thing where it was ministry and marketplace, you know, both full time for me. And and they began to come together. And it was not until the middle of that journey that I started saying, oh, yeah, like this whole thing is supposed to come together. And I'm now I'm doing what I'm doing now, which is, you know, art and spiritual business, all this helping artists to thrive. But I'm, everybody kind of comes to that differently was what was that like for you? Because a lot of artists resist the business side, marketplace side, and all that. I think because it was birthed at Dayspring Church, where David and Narelle Crabtree already encompassed that wholeness mm. of life, that you are not just a Sunday morning Christian, yes, yes. you know, that was all part of your life, that I was kind of immersed in it straight away. So even, you know, when I was still designing jewelry, it's that, that connection that you have with a person. Yeah. And I still felt that, you know, God was in, in these connections, you know, the cross. Yeah. Going yeah, up, yeah. going across. <laughs> so I don't remember a, a separation. Yeah. I don't re- Like I know what you're talking about. Yeah. But I actually don't remember it because when I was painting, I was always, it was always God's on the canvas, God's on the canvas, you know. I didn't understand the prophetic side of it for a while. Yeah. But yeah. I knew that. I couldn't do this on the canvas without God in me. Yeah, yeah. You know? It's more than just techniques, right? I mean, yeah. For me, I learnt to paint on stage. Yeah. I wasn't an artist way, way back and then and then came to it. Yeah. It was, oh, what have you, you know those sermons, oh, you know, what are you going to do for the kingdom? Well, what have you got in your hand? Right. You know? So, and I had a um, paint, paint, house paint. I had a house paintbrush. Oh, what have I got in my hand? Paintbrush. I, um, okay, let's yeah. paint. It's like, okay, Holy Spirit, I know it, this verse is out of context, but I was like, you will teach me all things. You can teach me how to paint. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah go for it. <laughs> he said, well, start. I was like, oh, <laughs> start. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> yes, and that's the thing. You've actually got to do it. Yeah, you know, yeah. but you can't leave the car parked in the garage. You know, you actually have to get out and do it and just paint and play and enjoy it. Yeah. It's that whole thing of um, uh, the chariots of fire thing of I feel his pleasure on me yes. when I paint yeah. or when I run when I paint. Yeah. You're so, so passionate about not only art, but you love helping other people enter into that. And yeah. I don't know if you've experienced it, but one of the things that I've I find in in mentoring artists, especially those that come back to their creativity after living life and doing all the other things that ultimately didn't make them happy until they plugged into that that calling as an artist. Yes, that I, I is find, so true. Yeah, yeah. I mm. find that a lot of them are 
end up kind of being rule followers because they are like they're they're so used to pleasing everybody in their in this other part of their life that when they come back to their art and we're talking about freedom and connection with the Lord and experimentation and, and that sort of thing, it can be rather foreign. So I was interested, what is one of the biggest barriers that you see just common for artists that are trying to make that that move into a connection with the spirit in the context of their creative expression? That's funny. There are so many barriers. Right. Like they absolutely shouldn't be, but there is, you know. Um, ah, where do you start? Well, there's one thing that I always say in the workshops is what somebody else thinks of your art is none of your business. Yeah, yeah. You know? So good. Yeah. It's like this whole thing of comparing yourself. Comparison kills creativity. Yeah. Stop it. You know, if you're not enjoying what you're doing, don't do it. (laughs) Joy is the most valuable commodity in heaven. Yeah. For the joy set before him, he endured. Mm. Right? Joy was the prize. So if you're not enjoying your artwork, just get over that and stop doing it, you know. (laughs) Get into heaven and find out what it's about. You know, flowers sing, colours are amazing, you know, like bring that into your heart. Uh, The blocks. The blocks are, I'm not good enough. Yeah. And I'm like, so this is going to sound harsh, but if you're thinking you're not good enough, then you're thinking about yourself. Mm. It's self-centred. Yeah, yeah. It's self-centered to, you know, like there's the artist that thinks everything they do is absolutely amazing and it's on every wall and they won't part with it. And there's the artist that hides everything under the bed and, yeah. you know, won't show anyone that's terrified their work's not good enough. Uh, both those actually come from pride. So good. They both come from this centre of self, so you need to get over that. Yeah. The other thing is you are good enough. God made you good enough. He made you the way you are. When you understand how much he loves you, how much he loves you, there's no fear. There is no looking at it. There's no getting it wrong. There's no rules. You're in a relationship with your dad and he's sitting on the couch and he's loving what you paint. It goes back to identity, which I know I'm passionate about, you're passionate about. It's like, I mean, the kingdom is identity. <laughs> it is, yes. unless, unless you know who you are and what God's created you to do. I mean, and, and coming to alignment with that, everything else is is fallacy and falsehood, right? I mean, yeah, that is absolutely the number one. Is know your identity in Christ. Yeah. In the in the world, we perform, and we get our identity from our performance, and then we feel accepted. Yeah. Right? But in the kingdom, we are accepted. We have our identity from our acceptance, yeah. and then we perform out of that. Yeah, so good. You know, it's, it's just a different way. It's just a yeah. different twist in your heart. And the thing is you need to know that he's always speaking to you and you can hear him. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people would say to me, how do you know you're hearing God? You know, I was like, the very first instant thing that comes into your mind, that's God. Yeah. The doubt and the voice afterwards, that's you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I yeah. so agree with that. I, I think it's Mark Verkler that talks about the, he says that God's voice sounds like the spontaneous thoughts that light upon your heart as your eyes are fixed on Jesus. 
And I oh, just wow. beautiful I just, sentence. I know, just like say it again, say it so good. But I just, I just love that because it so much, so many. I guess so much of what halts us hearing God is that is that judgment is oh that can't be God or that's not God enough or not spiritual enough or whatever. And it's like yeah. if you can just yeah. put your eyes on Him and receive, you know, yeah. then you can flow with that. Yeah. Yes. And then the whole thing of um, I'm not good enough as an artist. So we'll get good. That part's not hard. Yeah. Learn the skills. We'll go onto YouTube, do classes, hone the skill. You know. And I'll have, um, you know, people on team and they're like, oh, God wants me to paint a horse. Well, go and learn how to paint a horse. Yeah. And you get up stage, on stage and be learning. <laughs> that, exactly. You know, it's like don't stress yourself so much as to be publicly learning yeah. the skill. Yeah. Go and learn the skill. You can learn anything. You can learn anything. Yeah. Truly, these days, you know, Elon Musk is like, hey, why do you need university? Everything's at your fingertips online. You can learn anything. That's right. The pastors would say to me when they're setting up their art teams, he said, what do I look for? You know, what kind of artist do I look for? And I was like, you're looking for a yielded heart. Yeah, come on. Yeah, everything else can be learned. Yeah. But, you know, the most exquisite artists in the world, if their heart is not yielded, to the Lord, they're not much used to you to worship right. That's right. How do you deal with, you know, as somebody that's leading people, how do you deal with this, I would say, fallacy that, you know, if it's Holy Spirit, it's got to be spontaneous in the moment, no planning, no thought about it, just go for it. Oh. And, and no skill of mine, almost this idea that God is taking over and moving through you as opposed to co-laboring with you. It, it, how do you deal with that? Because that's still you, very you much. You realize that's a two-hour conversation. Know, exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's a whole other podcast. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Okay, how I deal with it is a completely different question to, you know, there is not one way of doing it. There's not one right way. Right. I do the spontaneous on stage, don't plan, you know. You know, fly by the seat of your pants, Holy yeah. Spirit's you now. But I know that if I don't pick up the paintbrush and I've picked up that paintbrush many times before and I know what it's going to do and I know what that gold paint's going to do when it drips and I'm not, because I have practice. Yeah, yeah. Art. So I know my tools. I know my materials. I know what they're going to do. Right. So it is spontaneous and instant when I go into that zone. Yes. But on team, I have an artist who knows when she's on roster and it's a month away, and she goes, oh, okay, um, the Lord wants to paint an eagle. So she practices at home and she gets every photograph reference and she paints and copies and, and gets it, and then, okay, how do I want it? And she says, oh, I like that photograph of the eagle. And she, and she sits and she meditates and she prays and she's yeah. got it. And then she has her background ready and she comes up to the stage yeah. and this masterpiece of this eagle comes. Wow. It's not spontaneous, but to the yeah. congregation, it looks spontaneous. Yes, yeah, yeah. But she, it's this, I liken it to someone who's preaching and they've worked on a sermon and they've crafted the word and they've spent a lot of time in uh, prayer knowing this is the time to release that word. 
and the preacher who's like, oh, I'm throwing my notes away now because the Holy Spirit wants yeah, me to say, <laughs> which one's right? Yeah. Both. Yeah, both, both of the Lord, Lord right? Both are right. You yeah. know, we have, we have a, a watercolour head. Had keep saying have, but I'm not at that spring now. I'm up in the Gold Coast. A watercolor artist, and he would have his uh, table with a little light over the do the work, and you know the kids are gathered around the table, and so the congregation couldn't actually see what he was doing till the worship session was finished, and then he would prop it up under a little table easel under under the light, and then you would see the piece. Completely different way of rendering yeah. a piece yeah. of um, prophetic worship art than what I do, which is you know, stand in front of a huge canvas and go for it. Paint, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it's like you're painting, painting, painting. Then you're like, oh, what is it? And step back and look at it and go, yeah, head tilt. Okay, oh my goodness, I see what you're saying, yeah. and this. I could talk forever. It's good. (laughs) But there's times where I'm like, oh, I don't like that colour. Come on, what are you doing? Like, this can't be right, Lord, you know. And then it's like, oh, I get this feeling. Oh, there's sickness in the room. Oh, this, you know. Okay. Oh, fine. Okay. Okay. What is this for? Yeah. Like, what is this for? What would you like next? Now, in the natural, you go, oh, sickness in the room. You need healing. Paint blue. You need new life, paint green. You need purity, paint white. You need, you know, the glory, paint gold. But you need to be tuned in. Well, what is it you actually want to do? Mm. So I want healing on this, paint blue. Yeah. You know? And it's not that you hear the words, I want healing on this, paint blue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, know? you feel it, you know. It's, it's, it's a what's coming and then yeah. you're looking at your uh, colours beside you and you're going, oh, it's, it's blue. And yeah. then as you start the to paint. comes off the palette or whatever. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And the whole, oh, this, and it drops into your spirit what is being said and what is being released into the room. Yeah. That intuition, though, and that visceral sense of God's presence in anything that we're doing, as a worship leader, as an artist, as whatever, mm-hmm. that only mm-hmm. comes by doing it, though, right? I mean, and. Right. And, and you learning can't to sit there and read a book, although I'd like you to read the books, but you know, like each, you must do it. Yeah, yeah, you must do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah pra- practicing the presence in within your medium in the studio, and because I mean, yeah. it's spontaneity. We, I mean, all art is spontaneous, right? I mean, it's all just in the moment, you know, creating. No matter how much planning you do, but it's but spontaneity is also the fruit of all yeah. the lessons yeah. you've ever taken and and all the time you spent in the studio and all the learning and all of that. So it's, I love that it's both and, but there's nothing that replaces an encounter with Jesus and at a moment with him and learning to hear his voice. And just like you would give a prophetic word to somebody, or just like you would encourage, you know, you're learning to speak the language of the prophetic in the context of your creative, uh, you know, expression. Yeah. So good. So good. Yeah. That whole when you said it's it's the culmination of everything that's gone before you. Yeah, yeah. In that moment of encounter. And it's like it's so not a product that you're yeah. producing. Yeah. It's an encounter. Yeah. Worship art is an encounter. Making a basket, it's an encounter. Yeah. And what you're doing is 
you're inviting other people to come in and share that encounter with you. So good. Yeah. Well, what would you say, Wendy? I know that there are, we have so many people all over the world that listen to the podcast from every stream of the body of Christ. And so um, I, I always, you know, I'm always picking on them. I'm like, okay, the Baptists and Presbyterians are getting nervous at this point because they're, <laughs> you know, they're not quite sure how to process what we're talking about and that sort of thing. But what would you, what would you say to somebody who is loves Jesus with all their heart uh, in, into their art, they're giving themselves to the process and that sort of thing. But honest to goodness, they have never sensed the the visceral, tangible connection of the Holy Spirit in their studio before and in the context of their process. And they're hearing us talk about this right now. And they're like, whoa, like, is that even possible? Is that like, like, where would I start? Where would somebody even start to to experience that? Uh, You have to turn your brain off. That's the first and the hardest thing to do. That whole renewing your mind, yeah, yeah, making every thought captive. You know, you, you do actually need to do the work on yourself of renewing your mind. Yeah, because you you need to come before the Lord in a stillness. And if you've brought your baggage with you, it's we're wired to keep talking and rehearsing the baggage. Yeah, yeah. So. That's the that's the first cut that has to happen. You have to go, okay, I'm here now. There is no past. There's no future. It's right now. Yeah. And then you sit there and you just go, okay, Lord, and you wait. You just wait until you can feel his pleasure, mm. until you can feel what he has for you and 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 then your mind will start going into the good things because he only has good things for you. Come on. So you've got this thing where you're, you're, you're sitting there with him or you're standing there with him and your mind is just on the goodness and the kindness of God. And then he's going to drop that into his spirit of the good things he has. Once that's dropped into your spirit, then you start to speak and declare it. So you've come into a, a time of prayer where you are declaring this is what is over my life. This is what God has seen, what yeah. I have seen comes together, and this is on my life. Yeah. So you're not asking for anything. You're not in prayer begging for anything. You're actually there declaring what God has already said to all the heavens about you. And then from in that place, we're talking being an artist here, so in that place, but you can go and do, yeah. you know, cooking or craft or, you know, <laughs> come to your canvas. Come to your canvas. Smush the paint on the canvas. Just smush it and play with it and yeah. muck around with it and and then and then step back and feel what's it saying. Yeah, yeah. Because you've, you've just stepped out of that place of God's speak to your heart. So yeah. the canvas will start to speak to you. I love it. It all starts with an encounter with him, doesn't it? I mean, it's just that's where all the good stuff, <laughs> where all the good stuff happens. So, yeah, we have to remember that everything is actually an encounter with him. Yeah. And so, you know, and there are times where we go, you know, off rails and, you know, scream at the kids or the cat or whatever, you know, uh, it's like breathe. Yeah. 
bring him back into this space. Mm. Yeah. yeah, Jesus, you're no. here, you're present in whatever moment I'm going through. Yeah, it, yeah. 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 It's the no matter what, and that's the toughest thing. God is good no matter what. Yeah. And that no matter what is sometimes immensely distressing and huge. Yeah. But God is good no matter what. Yeah. And you just can't afford to um, have a point of view about anyone that is not godly. You can't have a world point of view towards anyone, whether they're Christian or non-Christian, whether they're uh, working towards you or against you, it's still you must go up first, see from God's view, and then, and that will stop a lot of arguments. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Oh, how's God looking at this person? Oh, not the same way I am. <laughs> <laughs> reframe, reframe, reframe. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Wendy, you just wrote a brand new book. Uh, it's just another way that you're encouraging artists. Tell us about that and then where folks can grab that and connect with you online. Because I know that folks are like, I may be in America or Canada or Europe, but I sure would like to take a class with this woman. So. Oh, yes. Yes. It's, the book is on Amazon. So anyone in the world can get it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this book is, I called it 40 Days Hath November. So it's a play on words, yeah. 38th of September, 40, because I said I was going to paint 30 paintings, one a day in November, and I was like, didn't realise how um, naive that was. <laughs> <laughs> so I ended up having 40 orders and I painted 40 paintings and it took 80 days, not <laughs> 40 days, <laughs> but 40 days have November and each painting is a personal prophetic painting. Wow. wow. And in the book, I go through the process of each painting. So it helps you connect what's on the canvas with what was in God's heart. Because mm. a tree is a tree is a tree. Yeah. Except when God has said, no, this tree is for this person and it's speaking this on their life. Wow. You know? So the book goes through that and there's a little bit in it about what is prophetic art and probably what is not prophetic art, <laughs> which is a, a bigger question. And um, oh, I can't remember what else I wrote, but. Mm. Yeah, good stuff. Well, yeah, yeah. Definitely I folks, grab that. We'll put the link in the show notes. You can you can click on that. And Wendy, tell everybody your website and any upcoming online classes that folks can be a part of globally and that sort of thing. Uh, well, the online classes are going to be, you know, Get yourself in order, girl, and get this to happen. <laughs> I do have uh, the Prophetic Artist is a blog and um, a group you can join on Facebook, and um, we're just connecting prophetic artists all over the world yeah. to raise them up. Yeah. You know, it's like, you know, stop. Uh, it's it's hard. People want to, um, they want to be creative, but they're missing something. Yeah. Often they're wearing their editor's hat all the time instead yeah. of their creator's hat. You have to know which hat and when to take the other off, you know. So good. And allow that creator to come through without the editing. Mm, mm. That's so good. Yeah. Well, but I everything love- be on my website and everything's on my, you can get me on Facebook. And, you know, yeah. I love it. I love it. We'll put all those links in the show notes so people can just click easily. I love what you're doing and your heart and, um, you know, as I always say, this is this is not our story. This is God's story. We're all just a, a part of 
the global movement that he's doing in raising up this army of artists. And um, it's a joy yeah. to, to co-labor with you and to, and to see all that you're doing on, on that side of the world and us over here and, and everything in the middle of the media. But thank you so much, Wendy, for being on the podcast today. It's been a joy to, to reconnect. You're welcome. Hey, my friend, it's Matt. Listen, real quick before you go, I wanted to let you know that we've just launched the website for our 2022 Gathering of Artisans Conference. I know. Can you believe it? I'm like, I'm so ready to get back together in person. And listen, the website's got all the details about this year's workshops and speakers and more. Listen, if you've never been to Gathering of Artisans, all I can say is there is nothing like it in the world. Imagine three full days of creating in the studio with other Christian artists and being taught by master artists who not only love Jesus, but are super talented and anointed artists and teachers in everything from painting and jewelry to fiber art and writing, uh, mixed media, glass, and, and a whole lot more. It's over 40 different workshops to choose from. And, and if that weren't enough, imagine then ending each day with powerful times of worship in God's presence and inspirational messages for creatives from leaders like my friend Alan Arnold, who's been right here on the podcast with me several times. He's the author of The Story of With and, and other books that you, you'll know. Also, my friend Luke Allsbrook, who is a renowned artist and has an incredible story of how God's led him through his life as an artist. And, and even little old me, I'll be there as well, sharing with you uh, each night in, in leading worship. Listen, all of that wrapped up in four days of community and connection with other Christian artists here in the mountains of Western North Carolina at the beautiful Ridgecrest Conference Center. Now, like I said, all the details about this conference are on our website at gatheringofartisans.com. And since this event almost always sells out, I want to encourage you to go ahead and pre-register. What that actually does is it allows you to get first opportunity to register for classes before we open the doors to the public. And the best part, no money is required until we actually open registration in April. So go ahead right now to gatheringofartisans.com, get pre-registered. Again, no commitment, but uh, you get in line and it gives you the opportunity to, to register before everybody else when we open the doors for that in April. And then start putting together your ideal schedule for the conference, for all the workshops that you want to take. And listen, I hope you just start getting excited, <laughs> inviting a friend and making plans to be with us in August at Gathering of Artisans 2022. All right, my friend, go to gatheringofartisans.com and I hope to see you in August. All right, bye. Hey, thanks so much for spending a few minutes with me today on the podcast. Listen, I hope it's been a huge encouragement to you on your journey as an artist. Hey, also, before you leave, make sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss any of the other episodes of the Thriving Christian Artist Podcast. And also, be sure to connect with me on Facebook, Instagram, or at my website, which is matttommymentoring.com. Until next time, remember, you were created to thrive. Bye-bye.